We built this city on rock and roll. What's happening, weirdos? We're uh, I'm Valerie Ann Cheney, and this I'm Peter Benedict Holmes. He's always doing a real brain dump in the first five minutes of the podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> you're always mentioning it, you frigid bitch. <laughs> oh my god! We built this city on rock and roll. This is a great one. Uh, I love this one. We did it right when I woke up, and yeah. we got we got to really good places. I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. I really loved. It. I needed it, as yeah, I always do. Me too. So those of you that are new to the pod, this is the We Made It Weird. It's Val and I have a little time to ourselves, have a little date, essentially, and just mm-hmm. catch up. And it's always a delight. And uh, that's it. And that's it. That's all you need to know. July 12th is my next living at Largo. Brag. Val, okay. <laughs> you're always there, too. Mm-hmm. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. All right, everybody. Hope to see you on July 12th at Largo. In the meantime, enjoy We Made It Weird. I believe this is 91. I believe so. Wow. We built this city. Get into it. I've been... Maybe I have I've another been, one. I've, no. I've, I've been... I've never you been You have able, a burp? Well, I was trying to... <laughs> I was hoping I had one. I, I always think it's so funny to just... I don't think it's funny to burp... In the mic, like at any point in the podcast, except for maybe the beginning, right when you right start. The beginning, yeah. That's the only time. Well, that, that is funny. one of those things where, like, I remember I did Tom Segura's podcast, and his wife, whose name I'm blanking on, oh, I can't no. leave this in. Edit it out. Edit it out. But this is how it, I'm just blanking. I just woke up. You just woke up. You're still gooey from the oven, as I, we like to say. We literally were like, as an expur, let's just. I'm going to roll out of bed. And we're going to record a mead because I started telling you about Christina. My, Christina. I was going to, I'm not just saying I was going to say Christina, but I didn't want to be wrong. I'd rather just be like, I was going to say that instead of be like Christina. And then it's Kakalaka. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> She'd anyway, be so pissed Chris- if her name was Kakalaka. <laughs> uh, hilarious. That's actually when I was in Israel, there was a kid named Mark when I was studying there. Uh, and his, he was from Alabama mm-hmm. and he, everybody there, it was like going to an extension of a Christian college. I haven't really talked that much about my time at Jerusalem university college. <laughs> the only, I know. Valerie, oh my God. It's utter perfection that it, it doesn't exist anymore, but it's university college. college. It's I like, mean, what is, it's like something you'd see on a pen in Japan. Like three Absolutely. words. Absolutely. Yes. Like you're, maximum you're flight first. embargoes. You're like, what? Like, huh? <laughs> Jerusalem University College. Oh, my God. And I everybody there was very, very sweet. And there was this one kid named Mark, and he was from Alabama. And somebody called him Bama Mark, mm. which I like how people in San Francisco don't like it when you say San Fran. They don't. No, I found that out the San Fran way. Oh. And I... The San the hard Fran way. way. Meaning... <laughs> I just don't understand it. I, I think I've probably said this on the show before, but San Fran, it's called San Francisco. I'm just dropping a Cisco. And they yeah. would rather you call it SF Frisco. No, no, they hate Frisco too. They I... want you to say SF SF. What am, what are we speaking in? C plus plus. I can't believe this. I would think that they would hate it. If you call it Frisco Frisco, I think is the worst, but San is Fran most. is, I don't know. Why do we hate that? It rhymes. It's That's short. What I say. It's cute. You've, we've been together 
too long. I'm not going to say too long. I'm going to say just the right amount. Because and you know where we met? San, San Fran. Frisco. <laughs> San Fran Frisco. San Fran Frisco. That's the com- combo of both the mm-hmm. worst. I, we met in San Fran Frisco. <laughs> but then in the bit, because I do this bit when I go to San Francisco and I'll do it again. I go, I call San Diego San Dan. Like, I don't understand. You put a, sa- a, a San and a Fran that close to each other. Yeah. Calling it a San Fran. So anyway, uh, Christina. Yes. I forget again. C- Cadillac. Oh, he hated being called Bama Mark. Mark. Like, uh-huh. it was the first time I had seen somebody be like, don't you say that. Wow. And I, I don't think I even said it. Yeah. I watched him be like, you do not call someone from Alabama Bama. And oh. I was like, whoa, did not know. Did, did not, not know. know. I mean, I'm, yeah. again, the story would be better if it was me. I really think I watched that happen. Yeah. It's like when we sang Billy Wayne Davis, mm-hmm. won't you save us? Billy Wayne Davis is a Southern comedian that we love. Mm-hmm. And then me and Ian Carmel just, just improvising a song went, he's a redneck motherfucker who can bring the laughs. That song, by the way, is so good. It's so good that we sing it in our notes. We sing it all the time. Okay, I was like, can we admit to this? Well, We sing I don't it sing in it our to... house all the time. Yeah, I don't sing it. What, that we have a house? <laughs> you don't want people to know that we sing a song that Billy Wayne Davis said. He I, doesn't like. He doesn't like the redneck part. And yeah. by the way, I completely get it. But Ian and I were just looking for like something yeah, there. And, also, and we didn't have like Bama. We didn't have the value of like, it's bad to be, like, I'm thinking Jeff Foxworthy. You might be right. That's what like, I was going to say. It's like fun or funny to be like mm. sons of the soil. <laughs> yeah. No, my family is from Texas and they wouldn't be, maybe the women would, but like, I don't think any of the men would be offended by being called a redneck and maybe that's part of it so billy wayne i i don't know i can't speculate maybe he's distancing himself a little bit from that being like his you know his association although yes and as we've discussed since my testosterone is kind of i understand people being more like hey what he said was you keep saying that the redneck's gonna come out Mm. and we were like oh billy wayne davis oh me me and and carmel just looked like the two soft boys at the back of church that were like if you don't shut up like like the pastor uses the shut up word yeah if you don't shut up oh oh billy wayne davis billy wayne davis um okay christina so funny by the way oh she farts in the mic i also wanted when when you do your mom's house and i remember like she does it every time every time she has one it seems (laughs) <laughs> and I don't know what she had for lunch, but she seemed, I think she's, uh, okay. she's put, what? I just mean she had like four or five. Oh, okay. That's a good amount. I don't know why, but I don't know what she had for lunch seems, I don't know. It just seems too personal. Like, Buddy, you're so right. <laughs> Eating is personal. And then the digestion. Yeah, and it affecting your, your, you know, your farts and your poops. I still, I mean, we were watching Sonic and he said, like, I had too many bean uh, chili dogs or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually a really funny part of the movie. <laughs> Benny Schwartz killing it. Anyway, but any joke about, like, my food is getting the better of me <laughs> sort of yes. hurts me. Yeah. And especially because I'm from, like, a sauerkraut culture, Lithuania. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so any of like the pick, yeah, it's hilarious though, yeah. like weird pickled stuff. And like, then you eat it. Like I'd eat like weird, like strange to other people, not weird to me things on Christmas Eve and stuff. Mm-hmm. So any sort of like, oh, 
oh, and kimchi, like, like it breaks mm. my heart. Yeah. And yeah. this, sorry, I'm just dumping out all my morning thoughts, I guess. Yeah. This, <laughs> Drew, <laughs> I can't believe you just like walked out of bed and you're already, this is how, this is why you should always get up with Leela because you, although there's an argument for the opposite, but like you wake up ready to go. If I had woken up and we started a podcast, I would be like, but this is, this goes back to the men in my room, the board, the business people in my room. That is my brain. Yes. When I wake up, they're all there. They're all like already wearing suits and have briefcases. Oh yeah. They've been waiting. <laughs> Boss, he's here. <laughs> and then like the first email you check two of them go off and start worrying about not worrying about but like we're doing that just for laugh show in cancun for example mm. which is gonna be so cool i'm so excited to perform in mexico i've never performed in mexico i don't know how that how it's gonna be if it's just gonna be vacationing people or if it's gonna be mexican yeah. people I, I really don't know yeah uh because as i said that i was like maybe i'm the idiot that's like i'm gonna get the real experience and it's just gonna be a resort <laughs> i don't know um, but as soon as I see an email about that, like a couple of the guys go. So anyway, I have like 30 guys in my room. Usually I'm working with 10. Right when I wake up, I got like a hard 30. Which is incredible because I would say usually I have, uh, well, I don't know. I have, I have all of my people in my room, but they're all still asleep. <laughs> and one by one, they kind of slowly get up and make yeah, what coffee. Is that? And, I but, love that. I've always loved people in those novelty barefoot slippers. You can barely keep. I oh, oh this is not yeah. condescension. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing your brother in your parents' old house in Tehachapi. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing you mm-hmm. novelty bear slippers. The Cheneys are like sleepy you can people. Barely keep your feet up, so there's a heavy scuff sound on the tile. Uh huh. And then the the sound, the specific sound of a of a coffee pot mm-hmm. being removed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By a tired person, so it's not like a, a like in the middle of a brainstorm. I Let know me get some exactly. More coffee. I mean, like a, it comes out in like a way. A, yeah. like, I also love, I just love people that need things. I I think it's so well, great I was that just, you need your coffee. I think it's so fun. <laughs> well, I you was need just it, gonna and say, then you get it. What fun! Yeah, I was just gonna say I am savoring. So I have I'm holding my coffee right now, and I have this thought. Every morning where and I'm at the point where I like look where less than half, like maybe maybe a third, maybe a fourth is left. Mm. And I think, oh, God, I'm going to be so sad when this is over. And then I just try to really the last third of my coffee is cold because I'm really just trying to milk it. This is very, very sweet. Is it or is it like real addict behavior? I guess addict behavior would be like, I'm going to have another one. Go get another one, yeah. Yeah, but I I only have one a day and I just, I it's my favorite part of my day. So after I had a psychedelic experience, I'm just bringing people up who haven't heard that story. One of the things, I started doing several things, because what happens after some psychedelic things, ceremonies, you tend to have what's called the re, the integration period. So you have 90 days to kind of like, they call it like fresh snow on your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you can make new connections, new pathways, and you can decide to not tread over the one, like let's say the everybody hates me thought that you constantly have you actually do not with every psychedelic and certainly i can't guarantee this i can say for me 
that was true to my experience. Mm-hmm. I really felt like I had been separated from my brain and my brain was starting to go like, hey, let me show you how I work. And then I'd go, hey, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa hold up. You right off the bat judge every single person and, and prepare like four insults in case they turn on you. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. then I'm like, okay, let's let's pare that down to one, mm-hmm. <laughs> like one good. Insult. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I really did. Style. That's that's the whole story. I've told that story many times of being like, yeah, you should be focusing more of your energy on what you love about people, what you actually not just love but like about people. Yeah, because what's good about them. Uh, I started doing gratitude journaling because mm-hmm. uh, my friend recommended that as a good practice. After that, and I've been doing that and been loving that. And the third thing I did. Uh, well, there were many things, but the third thing in this list, mm-hmm. this list can end whenever I want it to. <laughs> but the third thing on this list was I was like, I'm going to quit coffee. Mm-hmm. It was mostly out of, I want to see if if this is real, if I can. Yeah. Like, is my brain really accepting new orders? Right. And brother have a peach handy because <laughs> I had no problem going off of it. And I did. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, and as you know, Magic Mind sponsors the show, all that sort of stuff. I'm interested in coffee call, call alternatives. <laughs> I'm interested in coffee alternatives. <laughs> um, but at a certain point, I noticed, sorry, I just have to see this in my boardroom. I just realized I, I owe an email to Magic Mike. Um, I noticed exactly what you're talking about in your imaginary barefoot things. I used to always want to tweet as I laid down to bed, looking forward to tomorrow's coffee. Mm. And I actually didn't have that anymore. I wasn't looking forward to tomorrow's coffee. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have the huge spikes and sometimes the crashes and sometimes mm. the too much, all these different things. But I realized I'm back on, I'm drinking coffee now, but I did it very consciously. I didn't even want a coffee. Yeah. I missed. And even as we're talking about you and Derek getting coffee in the morning, I actually envy those winnable games mm-hmm. where it's like there's something you want and you can get it. Mm-hmm. Like when we were kids, they were like, don't get addicted to coffee. I remember them telling us that. Yeah. And now I'm like, why, why not? not? You can get coffee in a barber shop. Yeah. Like there's nowhere. <laughs> it seems like you can't go Speaking five of feet. coffee. <laughs> Your coffee. I loved that. <laughs> that was terrible. I and there loved was a little that. like <laughs> afterwards. I was Valerie. Like, Speaking of coffee. <laughs> well, here's another reason I'm excited. I'm all stuffed up and my left ear is like almost completely plugged. So I'm I'm kind of a mess. I'm enjoying a chat to Yeah, get... well you didn't get to do your like more like usually you kind of get up and you know, like blow your nose so loud that it wakes the neighbors. <laughs> and... <laughs> this podcast has become a new way i think it's cute i really do honk my honker real loud you honk your honker louder than i've ever and and we've talked about this i feel like yeah i've never heard anybody blow their nose the way you blow you blow your nose like a cartoon yeah and it's and then i think maybe once i heard your mom do it and i was like oh this makes sense we all get a good clown grip it's yeah and allow enough air and enough pinch to get like a and i've been with like other people when you do it and it's kind of like everybody looks at each other yeah everybody's like oh 
like kind of just like wow that's fun <laughs> do you let me ask you this because from the clown side uh-huh. and there's only me my brother my dad and my mom on this side that i know of mm-hmm. so i'm aware that it's weird uh, or unique but when i listen to other people blow their nose it sounds like this it sounds like <laughs> so to us the honk is a courtesy. It's like it's, it's better like, than hearing the the juices flow. Yeah, it, just, it it really sounds. I'm not saying I, either are good options. Yeah, but I actually think it's not. Uh, it's not like who gives a shittedness. It's more like a. This is weird. Let's. It's very Holmesian. It's like this is yeah. weird. Let's make a loud noise to make it a little less weird because the. <laughs> well, I will say it's not gross. It's, yeah, it's not, not gross. gross. It's weird. It's just weird and loud and really loud. <laughs> yeah, that's that's upper state New York, man. My brother still says upper state New York. My, <laughs> my dad says upper state New York. I say upstate New York because mm-hmm. that's what people in say. New York have told me that you say. It's that's what it is actually called. <laughs> upstate New York. Yeah. yeah, I know. But <laughs> we need a we need a cough button like from Fraser. Do we have one? I don't know. God, I love Frasier. Um, I know. So I was I was gonna say being sauerkraut family. Remember we were talking about that? Yeah, I think you made that point. I had another point. Okay, go for what it. What do you have? Well, I thought you were running out of steam. No, I thought I, I was swooping in no. to talk about how personal <laughs> it is what we eat. I, I love that. I, that is something that I should remember is that when you are especially up top, just like going and going and going. You I'm laying are, out the table. You're laying out the table and you're doing it because you assume that because I'm not talking, that means I don't have anything to say. But I actually have a lot to say. I'm just waiting for you to listen. It's actually not true. I, I that assume true? that the, the guests and you are coming with a, a full Santa bag mm. filled with toys and good things. Oh, yeah. But it, when is it ever bad to just be like, and here's 30 things that for the rest of the... We've talked about this before. And it's not really that deliberate. But like for the rest of the conversation, there are all the things that were mentioned in the first three minutes that what it's doing is it's a creating a shared vocabulary of tone. Like we started the show. Yes. There was this thing. Yeah. Only a couple minutes where a lot of words it's it's priming. I'm saying like, let's talk about let's think about things like this. Let's be open like this. I'm not even trying to do it to you consciously. You you require no priming. We talk very quickly. But like if you're trying to get a group or a, or or a membrane to grow around something. Mm-hmm. It's helpful for those those people inside of it to have some sort of shared experience, or at least you know, uh, <clears throat> to hear the same words and be like, those are the types of things. This I know is... that sounds ridiculous, but that's exactly how we are as human beings. No, that makes sense to me. I think for me, and it's interesting because I do think we this will go back to um, somehow we'll figure out how this might relate to either your ADHD or your giftedness, as we've been talking about on the podcast. I'm too scared to do a Twitter poll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my, my friend Elliot was like, yeah, like, uh, he, he wasn't thrown by the, he's he's the one that's, that's sort of pushing, not pushing, but he's suggesting you might want to get tested. And he's like, the gifted thing comes up. Like he wasn't like shocked. He's like, in fact, they overlap a lot. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say is you, the, so I know that a trait of giftedness at least, and I'm not sure maybe it's true for uh, types of ADHD is this really fast processing. So you are, you process like at a mile a minute, just like 
everything we could be talking about. We could talk about this. We could talk about this. this is what, and like, and I will sometimes, I don't mind it. I, li- I like it. I like you. You don't have to like it. But I. I like I f- that you are so sweet. <laughs> For me, I think it goes like you say something and I go, oh, I have one or two things to say about that. And then you go to the next thing and I'm like, well, those are gone. I'll never remember those. As you're but saying you this, Valerie, that's exactly how I would feel. That's, mm. that's why I'm saying it's not really... It's not really by design. It's just, it's what's happening. And it does seem to, for my taste, it works. Yeah. And it works because you have a very successful podcast. No, I, and, but when people are like, hey, well, this, this or this, I'm always like, I, 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 we haven't talked about this in a while, but we have talked about it before. But it's like, I understand like yeah. anybody's crit- criticism. And at a certain point, the, there's, there's something beautiful that's happening. I'm not saying I'm laying down my arms, but you're realizing that's so much of how you are and how you behave. Some of it is controllable and some of it really is just like, wow, that's the guy. I yeah. was thinking about that last night, like how early mornings, mm-hmm. wow, I was thinking about this last night. Like if there was a camp and we all have to, or a field trip in at Jerusalem University College and we all have to get up at like five mm-hmm. and get on a bus. I was always the kid that was just so excited. Mm-hmm. To, it's like I had missed reality while I was asleep or like I didn't like being alone that long or something. Yeah. Something in between those two. I've always been way too late. I even knew on a bus yeah. driving to Jaffa Gate or whatever, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm a lot right now. And I'm sure people even told me and as i've joked many times nick kroll when we were on the tour the best week ever tour would like tell me because he's he's a bit of that like don't call me bama mark kind of guy like he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't mind just laying it out straight shooter yeah which i appreciate by the way yeah he was like just he said no laughing in the car because the loudest thing i do is laugh yeah but he he just meant like can you please because he was bare slippers and coffee and i'm like Apparently, in my alarm clock, I just lick a, a, a cut extension cord. You know? like, it's like, <laughs> there you go. It's like real intense. So it's great. I was no. just thinking about that. But yeah. Pardon the interruption, weirdos. This episode is sponsored by our friends at Blue Chew. Guys, confidence can take you far in life. It can also help in the boudoir. That's bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days yeah the best part it's all done online so no visits to the doctor no awkward conversations and no waiting in line at the pharmacy blue choose tablets are made in the usa are prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package with blue chew men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived your package has arrived deal with it deal with that joke I love it. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for weirdos. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code WEIRD at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code WEIRD to receive your first month free? Free! Visit bluechew.com for more details and safety information that is important. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast 
Boom. Pardon the interruption, folks. This episode is brought to us by our friends at Babbel. Listen, for most of us, learning a second language in high school or college wasn't exactly a high point in our academic careers. I'm sorry, Senora Centers. I'm sorry, Senora Comanets. It wasn't very fun. And it wasn't very effective. Now, thanks to Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions, there's an addictively fun and easy way to learn language. Whether you'll be traveling abroad, connecting in a deeper way with family, or you just have some free time and want to expand your mind, Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for the lesson plans, but Babbel's lessons were created by 100 human language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German, plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and your accent. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, video stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So you got nothing to lose. Get into it. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com weirdo. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash weirdo for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Yeah, no, I think that I it's an enviable trait because I have we've always been we being me and my brother. So you're referencing two of, you know, the two of us like being really sleepy and needing coffee and all of that. And that's how just I think kind of my entire family is. So it was always like a really slow wake up house. Yeah, But I appreciate that about you that you are very awake because even if I can't meet you it like helps me you are like a cup of coffee in the morning it helps me like kind of come out of your level but I also know how you feel because when guests come on and they're like me watch there's another there's another mode oh yeah but and it's I just don't like it yeah it'll uh, be the episode that everyone loves and I'll be like that one was only okay and it's like everyone loved it it's because the other person came in the same way that I would. Yeah. I'm sure there's lots of times I've guessed on other people's podcasts and they were like, yeah. what was that? And I leave going like, that was sex. That was sex. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I just like, thought it was the greatest thing in the world. It's kind of like my grandma used to really like, she's passed away now, but she was the most talkative person in existence like it was a joke in our family because she would never not be talking Mm. even if everybody so like we'd all be in one room and she'd just keep talking uh, just kind of about nothing and And then slowly like one person leaves and then you realize like oh we can just leave like she'll just keep going and then another one leaves and we used it was always the like person who was who had married into the family that would get stuck stuck because they'd feel like i can't leave like this person is talking put that in one of your scripts that is so (laughs) funny and i remember my brother's wife beth was like 
for a while was like, you guys all just leave me in there with her. And we're like, oh, no, I know it seems like you can't leave because you're the last one, but you really can leave and she'll just keep talking. And she would and she would just be in the room by by herself. Talking. That's like, can I just say in the 90s, I really feel like the 90s was the end of like I, I quoted you on the podcast with Michael Gorman, which was so funny and great. I was talking about how entertainment now. It's a little bit like printing money. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's this made up currency. This is your point. And uh, there's just so many TV shows and so many movies that like, it's still good. Yeah. It's like, here's a better way to put it. We all used to like d- get pizza delivered on Friday and mm-hmm. would be so excited that pizza was there. Yeah. And we'd even invite friends over to eat that pizza. It was yeah. so great. Pizza. Pizza on Friday. And now, <clears throat> not only... Are there pizza delivery services everywhere? But everyone has installed in their home a pizza oven that makes like whatever kind of pizza you want. Domino's kind of like fast pizza. You want like classic real Italian pizza. It'll make any kind of pizza you want. Yeah. And at the beginning, it feels like exactly what you want. But after a while, you're like, wow, this is just bread and cheese with like tomato sauce. And it starts to burn you out printing your own money. So in the 90s, there was a real golden era of entertainment, movies, television, film. And this is the compliment. This grandma who won't stop talking as people come in and out Mm -hmm. feels like something you'd see in a movie like Joy Luck Club or Field of Dreams or something. (laughs) But it's just the kind of color and texture and nuance and like it's warm. Uh It's funny. Everyone can agree on it. Like I remember being little and laughing and looking and my parents are also laughing. I'm laughing because it's a silly old person. They're laughing because they know someone like that. But it's so good. It's 90s good. It's 90s good. That's all I'm ever trying to do. Is make is feel like a, I want to feel, and I want to make others feel like we're in the nineties. Yes, <laughs> even the color, the tones. Like once a film is transferred to VHS, and you pick it up at Hollywood Video or Blockbuster, Blockbuster gets all the credit. Hollywood Video, Hollywood Video was the one that I always went. We went to, to a Hollywood Video and too, then was... or we went to Video Smith. It's like we, blacksmith. It's a video smith. He's a smithy of videos. Was that's very cool. Was that your local one? Yeah. Our local one was Spotlight Video. And it was and it was the same <laughs> exact logo and sign as Hollywood Video with the lights shining out of the Can I mountain? Can I, there's a specific so 90s cozy, let's put a pin in that. But there's a specific type of I don't know if it's heartbreak cuz that's a little condescending. Or maybe it's familiar. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about like whether or not artificial intelligences will ever write our scripts. Because I'm writing scripts right now. Mm-hmm. In fact, it took me about 10 minutes to find a way to make the computer screen something that wouldn't distract me. Not bad distract, but I don't want to be looking at my notes. No. So I ended up minimizing everything, which I never used to do. And that took you 10 minutes. (laughs) Well, I, I, my earache is so bad. I had a lot of weed last night and I'm just very like, Hey, there's a beverage here, man. Like I'm real soft, fuzzy, gentle. Yeah. And like, I locked you out two nights ago. This Uh has all been because like my ear is so hurt that I'm actually, I know this sounds like an excuse because of course I could have taken Tylenol. I do take Tylenol as well, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I need something to like, Numb me out. So I've been real Lebowski the past couple of days. So that's oh, why that took me. That time. makes sense. <laughs> I so much is coming together. Well, I was also stoned at dinner last night. I was gonna. That is so crazy. Yeah. That is so crazy. I love being stoned and not telling Val. By the way, everybody. And he never can pull it off. You never can pull it off because I always when it's the two of us, yeah. you'll you'll 
instantly make some I'll sort of... I'll immediately be like, David Hasselhoff's just, chest hair looked like his head hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I can't wait to tell you this. Um, and yeah, you have a giveaway and it's crazy. Okay, so we haven't... Or I laugh really hard at something I said. It's like a cliche in a cozy 90s movie. Yeah. Can I... Yes, go... Are you going to forget what you're going to say? Uh, go, no, no, go, go, no, go, go, no, go, no, go, no, but go. mine's a longer thing, go. so you can... Okay, so my... My aunt from Texas is in town and my mom is also in town. She is living in Texas now too. And so I, it's my aunt's birthday and we like, I got them a hotel room and we're like doing all these LA things. So we, you and I haven't seen each other that much because I've been with them most of the time. And then we met for dinner and I had said, and I hope this makes you feel loved. I was trying to like take the pressure off of you where I was like, I said the whole thing about like, we think Pete is gifted. I was actually making a different point, but I was sort of priming. Of all the spiels, isn't it funny what a baby boy I am that Mm -hmm. I'm like, which spiel did you give? give? Yeah. (laughs) But I was actually, this was a... a, actually spiel, but I always say spiel. (laughs) It's Spielberg too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people get that wrong. Yeah, people get it wrong. People get that wrong. Um, but I didn't realize, speaking of priming, that I was kind of priming her because she's been so excited about meeting you. And she, so when I, this was like, I was making another point. I think about how, oh, I was saying it's, it's insanity sometimes when my mom and I are together and we're having to make plans because we have the exact same style we're both Enneagram nines. And what we do is we lay out all the options of everything we could do that day and and the order we can do it in. But then we require someone like you or like my dad to then make the decision. Yeah. And it's like with Leela when you're at a theme park or something, you go, we're going to go on this and we're going to go on this. And that's actually like exactly what they need exactly i'm not saying you, you those two things by the way are things they want to do but if they're starting to freak out you go let's go on we're this. just gonna make the decision let's get in this line but we don't really do that so you would have the conversation that we just had this morning would have made other people insane i'm sure because mm-hmm. i was like okay choice a is we could pete and i will do our podcast in the morning then i'll come to you and we'll do the spa treatments because we're like having a spa day today and I was like and then we could come back and then we could get the the manicures and pedicures and come back and then go to dinner and I was like or we could and then I did like a whole other version of how the day could go and then my mom does the thing where and I kind of do this too but she will then be like well what does Pete have a preference of when you do the podcast uh, and do you probably don't want to do it in the afternoon? And do you need to pick up Leela? Like she's just trying to make sure everybody else t- is taken care of. So she kind of doesn't have to make the call based on what she wants. <laughs> you know, you're going to say or make a call that will upset, upset or disappoint that, someone. That's why she doesn't want to make yeah, the call yeah. based on what she wants, because for an Enneagram nine and for a codependent one, which I am both of those things, the worst thing is you do something for yourself that then negatively affects someone else. Well, that's funny. I was wondering, as you're saying this, we can take your mom out of it because it might be too personal, but it's like with people like that, not all nines are like that, but like with people like that, mm. and I can be like that, mm-hmm. uh, is the fear 
uh, I can't handle how I'll feel if you have a bad time because of what I suggested. Or, uh-huh. is, or is it more, I want you to have the best time? I think it's the first one. Yeah. I think there's both, I, I would both go, in there. I would lean that. Nope. But uh, here's Again, the example. Again, taking you and your mom out of it. Nobody gets that fight, flight, tingly alert unless it's to avoid. Like we'll go so much further to avoid pain than we will to gain pleasure. Absolutely. As, as people. And I just had my own experience of that where there's a really great, if you're not following Reductress on Instagram, what are you doing? It is like, it's, it's like the onion. Right? It's like the onion. And it's so funny. And there's one where the picture, that be their byline Reductress, stop saying we're like the onion. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one that's like a picture. The picture is also so perfect. So this will only, uh, I won't be able to do it full justice, but the picture is just like a girl, like, with like kind of a dreamy face at a concert and the headline is girl spends the entire concert wondering if the friend she brought is have are having a good time. And I just took them to see pretty woman, a musical. And I did that. I yeah. spent the entire time being like, do they hate this? Are they and at intermission? I was like, do you guys want to go? Are you guys okay with this? <laughs> like, By the way, you're really bringing me back into a childhood feeling mm-hmm. where I'm like, of course we spent our lives like i remember taking my brother and my father i've talked about this before it was a big moment in my life to see drop dead fred which was my choice and like they They weren't even trying to look like they liked it yeah and like of course that was like a like a real what's the term um a real mark yeah uh like a yeah like a uh i can't think of it it's one of those formative it's a formative moment because at that point at that age especially your grown-ups they're not your equals your parents they're Mm -hmm. not also going through life they they are your life they're so much of your life Mm -hmm. and so if do they like the meal was such a huge thing for me if they did if they got like a good meal and like relaxed and all that stuff we're all gonna have a better drive to the campground or whatever it might be so like I, I still, I'm surprised I don't have more of that, but I think, you, that's a leftover from a childhood feeling, it feels like. Yes, a hundred percent. Well, that's it. My mom and I have the same reaction to our childhood wounds, which is I need everybody else to be okay so that then I will be okay and be safe. I'm not safe unless everyone is okay. And which we, is why I, it's not, it's not to put anybody down. I'm always like, it's not as outward as it seems no and she'll say that too she she used to say um you know it seems like i'm selfless but i feel better if if everybody else feels better so i relate to this too it's like but yep that's what i was gonna say is i think it seems like there's sort of two ways that we go because i think we all relate to I I guess I can't speak for everybody, but it seems like most people that I've come across relates to, you know, needing their parents to be okay as kids. That's just biological. We know that our, our survival depends on them. So I guess there are probably some people who were raised by parents who were so steady that it never even occurred to them that their parents wouldn't be okay, maybe. Mm. But that's got to be a small minority. <laughs> it seems like most of us were de- grappling and have childhood memories of trying to make sure that at least one of our parents was always in the right mood. 
And so, so our reactions, it seems like there's like maybe two reactions that you can take to that, which is either a people pleaser, which is why it seems like maybe 75%, at least of the people that I come across is like, I am a recovering people pleaser, or, you know, that's just a word, a phrase that we use a lot. It's funny. I was talking with Matt McCarthy and I think he pointed out that something in in me used to be worse, I think, was people-pleasing. He's like, yeah, people-pleasing is a real disease. Yeah. yeah. And so then the other way to go... I don't know if he said disease, but yeah. The other way to go is is like the opposite, which is like, I don't care what anybody thinks of me. Yeah. And that is a defense too, because it's like, basically, we're still those children who need mom and dad and then everybody else in our lives to be okay. So we're either going to work overtime to make them happy, or we're going to resent the fact that we have to do that in the first place and like cut ourselves off from the part of us that cares about that. And then is like, now I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Mm. And maybe there's another option, but it seems like that's tends to be where we go. And then obviously we learn and grow and the, there is the, option as adults to be healthy and and be somewhere you know be a third way but um anyway all of that is to say going back to talking to my mom about this we were i was saying that i'm learning because of we're learning about your neurotypes that me laying out a million options most of the time is really overwhelming for you This is back to the warning you gave them before dinner? Yes. Do you want to say something before that about what I was saying? Oh, no. You see, see I'm taking a note. I I just, Amazon keeps recommending to me a book called The Courage to Be Disliked. Ooh, uh, love it. (laughs) I know. But I think it's, I I think it's like written by a business person. Anyway, it's it's interesting. I, I even, my spirituality lately has been really challenging. I'm listening to this thing. You're going to remember what you were going to say? Yes. It's called Letting Go. Um, it's a talk you can get on iTunes from from Richard, Richard Rohr. And it's been blowing me away. Mm-hmm. And it's been making me realize that since the show got canceled, uh, How We Roll, and I'm in that in-between place, in-between jobs where I've been many times in my career. In fact, I spent the first 20 some odd years of my career never having projects or TV shows. And then I did, uh, I've been doing them consistently for a long time now for 10 years, which is crazy. Um, But so I've been in this place before, but I'm listening to Richard talking about letting go and surrender. And, and he's just blown. It's like, it's his bring the pain. It's really like one of the most fierce. When I say fierce, you'll laugh because he's so gentle and nice. But what he's saying is really, quite fierce he's, he's saying like you people think that like i'll learn how to do and say what makes other people around me look at me and say i love you mm. you're special you're incredible and the the belief the unconscious belief it's such a belief that we don't even know it's a belief is that if i accrue enough people constantly telling me that i'm amazing i'll believe it mm-hmm. and i'll just i'll have that 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 hermit like center mm. where like I'm good I'm mm. good when I'm dying I'm good when I'm up I'm good when I'm down I'm good in line at the DMV I'm good at line I'm good on a Six Flags amusement ride that everybody loves you know what I'm saying is yeah, always good yeah so I'm listening to him talk about this stuff and I'm like fuck mm-hmm. shit I 
I, I don't like the, the, the churchy word convicted, but I've been hugely convicted, meaning something in my soul stirs when I hear him talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I realize that I have been like a huge uh, power, prestige and possession addict. And he's mm-hmm. like the whole message of Jesus is uh, you have to renounce power, prestige and, and prestige and possessions. Mm-hmm. He's like, and those are the things he rejects in the desert. Those are the things he had to learn mm-hmm. to reject. He's like, and we've, he, he makes this beautiful point, Richard. He's like, he goes, the, psycholo- the psychologist basically wrote this book that Christianity, I'm sorry, Catholicism, Protestantism, and Judaism are basically the same faith, uh, and they're called the American dream. Mm. He's like, every, th- every religion we have on offer in America is basically just trying to defend and uphold your ability to try and get a more comfortable job, yeah. a better car, a better house, a better relationship, all of this stuff. And gone, completely gone, is the idea that you would be a moth and you'd you'd just go into the flame. You'd just burn up. You'd burn yourself up and go, this is nonsense. This is a dumb game. I can't accrue enough stuff, enough people, enough power, enough prestige mm-hmm. to, to actually start believe that I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a leaky bucket. And I've realized that because I'm in this, this place where I'm like, wait, who am I if I'm not getting 50 emails a day being like, do you want to be a fancy boy at the 105th annual fancy boy awards? (laughs) Like, I really, like, it's not bad full of shit. Like, I'm not beating myself up. I'm like, there's just more work that needs to be done. I realized when all of Pete's needs are getting met, it's really easy for me to be like, I'm just awareness. Everything's okay. And when my needs stop being met and there's some uncertainty... And, and Richard's definition of suffering is when we're not in control. So I feel less in control of my life. And I look to my center and, and it's just another little shop of horrors guy going like, go out and bring home another kill. Go do a set. Go book a good guest on the podcast. Go, go get recognized. Go see yourself in the reflection in other people's eyes. And if you and it says, and Richard named it, if you get enough of them to say you are loved, maybe you'll believe it. And I was like, no wonder there's the ups and downs inside of me because I need to do what what I think all true and great religion is calling us to do, which is finding a more consistent, the most consistent, the only consistent source, which is your true self, which is the God self, which is Christ Mm. in your heart, whatever you want to call it. Mm. But you have to have better, deeper roots. But I've been... Yeah, I've been posturing as an oak, but I think there's a huge section of my roots that's just dipped into the same ranch dressing, Cool Ranch Doritos or, you know, fucking Dave and Buster's Instagram enema. Like I so a lot of my Zen was coming from the fact that I'm like, I'm I've done it. I've done it. I'm a fancy boy. Yes. (laughs) And and I'm trying. I'm working on it. I'm not saying that. uh, No, I I mean, I really relate to that. I think everybody can. And I wouldn't, the, like, I don't look at it as you've been posturing as an oak and really your branches are dipped in ranch dressing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, I would say you are in the process that we all are in and probably will be for the remainder of our lives, which is this in and out, this remembering and forgetting, this having moments and stretches of time where we're really connected and we're really remembering Mm. and then being triggered by something or losing some stability and 
and kind of losing our foothold and forgetting again so that we can then come back and remember or yeah. we can and and it's because of the pain of the forgetting like like it's embarrassing to admit how much of your identity is built up not just bolstered but actually made of the of the feeling like I am a successful person. Yeah. I'm and, like, I'm a shiny person. Yes. And then when it's like, if you believe that when you're not in a shiny, which is so silly, like I'm over this, by the way, I've kind of come to the other side of it. The past three nights I've been alone. I've been doing some work and trying to like find a way out of it. And I think I, I finally snapped out of it and been like, this is stupid. Like stop beating yourself up. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but go on. Well, and first of all, okay, so let's remember mindfulness. That'll remind me. But also, first of all, I have just for solidarity, I have the same thing. It's just that my big shiny isn't on TV or, you know, in the public eye. But I tend to I've been really looking at like my patterns with my friends. Mm. And I have always since I my earliest memories of friends, like being in elementary school, I have always unconsciously developed these friend groups where I am the center of it. I am the closest friend to everybody in that group. Mm -hmm. And they are friends with each other, but they are not as close with one another as each of them are to me. Mm -hmm. So that's my big and shiny. That's like my little stage where I, I do whatever I need to make each person really happy and safe. And there is goodness in that, interwoven in that. It's not all malicious like i said it's all unconscious even mm -hmm. but there is there is some purity even in there of like i do recognize that connection and friendship and community are essential to everyone's well-being but but then that gets mixed also into and i get my pure validation by being the special the special one you know mm -hmm. so that's I, your power that's my power yeah exactly and, and it, lends to its prestige prestige as well yes so so i have that just to make you feel better i think we all have the same you know we all have different versions of the same thing i agree and i think that's what makes it so i so renouncing those things very difficult i just for the first time was like what chance do i have i'm i'm so in the ocean of power prestige and possessions that's what LA is sort of made of. Yeah, we absolutely. Love, so everybody does to a certain extent, even if it's the power to get your coffee free at the diner next to the hardware store. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I, I'm not putting but that also, down. I'm just saying we live in identity. A, yeah, we live in a country that, re, that values the individual over the whole and the success, like the individual's well, climb glad. to yeah. success and power. I'm glad you said that because as soon as if, if you enjoy, if Pete and I did enjoy the feeling of, I'm not even on the same ladder as you guys. I've got a golden ladder over here. Yeah. And I shot right to the top. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when that, and by the way, I don't mean to paint this story that like I'm checking my phone and checking my email constantly, just being like, I'm, I'm never going to work yeah, again. No. But you do, like you and I have talked about, Gene Hackman said before Royal Tenenbaums came out, he was like, I'm never going to work again. And he had been in like 75 movies at that point. <laughs> yeah. Like consistently. Yeah. 75 movies, yeah. one after another after another. But he's like, anytime one wrapped, he was like, that's it. 
I'm, I'm a fraud. So this is the same issue. This is the same disease, I might even say. Yeah. If you define yourself as shiny, shiny, by definition, is separate from the mat, M-A-T-T-E, rocks. You're the shiny yeah. rock. And you like yeah. the feeling of being a shiny rock. But it, 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 uh, it increases separation. Mm-hmm. And when you stop getting your shine on, yeah. which is all defined from, it's perfect. Shiny is actually perfect. It comes from the light that something else is giving you. You're just reflecting it. Wow. Shiny is actually a perfect Wow, metaphor. did you just come up with that? I did. That's amazing. There's a beverage here, man. Like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been scrambling my my brain for three nights in a row with with not a lot, but we it's all loose up there. Yeah. So anyway, it's true. You're, but then, so if that source of light goes away, in my case, people asking me to do this and this and this, um, now I'm just an asshole on a, nor- a normal ladder by myself. Yeah. And I look over at the people that I was trying to differentiate myself from, and they have one another. You know mm. what I mean? It's like the, the more mm-hmm. special you are, sure, maybe it feels good, but the more broken a- apart from the community you are. Yeah, that's, and, and that's our, it. Our country does tell us to do that. Our country does tell us to do it. It and doesn't say Trump and friends on those hotels. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It, and my then, dad's company is called JJ Homes and Sons. There, there was a time when it was like, me and my this boys, like we're together. It's yeah. Like, now, now it, uh, and this isn't just like another cheap shot at Trump. I'm just saying now it is Trump. Yeah. It's like one thing. It's me, me, me. That's right. It's not even us. And I do, family. and I do think you are right that it's the, it's this country, but also LA is just like the town of specialness of like, yeah. it, it, do you, you know, is your face on one of the millions of billboards we have here like are you the special one that got picked to do this when i'm spiraling looking at other people's billboards and even other people tv shows other people tv shows (laughs) i'll be watching and it'll become if i let it it'll become this reminder and i had to sorry you're gonna say something no go ahead no, go ahead. I had to get back to like, I, I just think you'll like this. I had to get back to that magic, but not magic in, in relation to other people. Just like a a special feeling. Again, not special to set me apart from other people, but my own inner feeling of, of like okayness when yeah. I was a kid. That yeah. was like, life is play. Mm-hmm. What an opportunity. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. But like you're supported and you're held and and it's okay like really okay is is the best so the past couple nights i've just been going like see reality stop Mm -hmm. if you see a tv show don't see a job you could have had that's ridiculous yeah just be i know it's silly but be here and get get back in touch with that part of you that just is excited to be alive is excited to make things Mm -hmm. what i mean is i've just been taking too much of my I've been, been believing the hype of, of LA mm-hmm. that you are your next project and you are how many billboards you're on. And, and like, it's so, that's why I call him my father to have Richard on tape, but still being like, snap out of it, dipshit. <laughs> the, the cemeteries are filled with people that spent their entire life thinking if I could just get on enough billboards, mm. then, but it, I love that he puts it to you. I'll believe I'm worthy of love. Like it mm. really is back to your mom i'll serve and then i'll believe i'm worthy of love for me it's like i'll achieve then i'll believe i'm worthy of love and to me that what's so fascinating about spirituality and because it works for me so much of the time is you is opting out going like 
that's bullshit. We can yeah. do that. We can perform and this or whatever. But like inside, there needs to be something quiet. You need to have your boat tied to a stronger dog. Really yeah. the only dog in the sea. What's up, weirdos? This episode is brought to us by our friends at Magic Spoon. I was just off mic telling Katie, I absolutely love Magic Spoon. So does Val and so does Leela. But as you know, I'm often trying to be healthier, trying to cut out carbs, sugar, and unhealthy food in general. But I realized I basically wasn't eating anything fun or good anymore. Well, enter Magic Spoon, which tastes incredible and is made in a much, much, much healthier way, certainly than those horrible for you sugar cereals that we grew up with. But it tastes a lot like them. Boom. They got their variety pack, which is all four flavors, uh, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. It has zero grams of sugar in the pack, 13, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs. And it's only 140 calories a serving. That means it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. It is healthy, yet super delicious. One of the favorite things Val and I like to do is mix the peanut butter flavor with the chocolate flavor. Tastes like a peanut butter cup. Is incredible. I actually had it this morning with Leela. I also often eat it at night when I'm craving something unhealthy. It's a wonderful alternative that you don't have to feel bad about. Go to magicspoon.com slash Pete to grab a variety pack and try it today and show your support of this podcast. And be sure to use our promo code Pete at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. But remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Pete and use the code Pete to save $5 off and show your support of this show. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring You Made It Weird. Right. And the so this brings me to the mindfulness point, which is the practice of mindfulness really is this sort of uh, widening of awareness. So you start with the breath and you just start with noticing the breath, placing your attention on the breath. And then you're inevitably your mind wanders and you notice that and you label it thinking and you return back to the breath and you just do that over and over and over. And you're just, your awareness is your monkey mind. You're taking your monkey mind that is like this bouncing ball in your mind, in your brain going from thing to thing to thing. And you're, you're holding it still on the breath, just this, this focus. And then eventually you widen the awareness to include the body so mm. now we're we're widening to the breath and the body. Mm. And then you widen to include the feelings that arise in the body. And then you widen to include the thoughts even. So the thoughts are coming and going and you are fo- and you are aware fully of your breath, your body, the coming and going of the feelings, the coming and going of the thoughts. And you can widen even you know more to be aware of your of first sound and then you open your eyes and you widen to you know your awareness to sight and to your surroundings and then all of a sudden you are you are the awareness that's holding all of it and allowing all of it 
right? Mm-hmm. So that's like the the practice, you know, on the cushion, uh, as we say, when you're meditating. But then that's that it's always what I love about the practice of mindfulness is every the macro is matches the micro meaning off the cushion matches perfectly on the cushion where you are talking about coming from this place of perfect okayness but it's not being like I was over here in the room of specialness and now I'm forcing myself like come on dipshit get in the room of okayness Mm. like that's never gonna work we can't and I'm not saying you are doing this but this is how we often look at it it's like get out of that and get into this but what I love about mindfulness is it's actually like connect with that and then the sturdier you are with focusing on that that central okayness, which you can get to just by focusing on the breath, then you widen to include, yeah, so so Pete also wants specialness. That's not me. That's I'm including the thoughts that are coming right now of like, God, I wish I was on that TV show or God, I wish, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That comes and goes. That's it that's part of the whole thing that is Pete and it's okay. Mm. The only it's neutral. Even the problem is when we believe that to be true, you know what I mean? So it can, those thoughts can come and go. Those desires can come and go. I can, I'll put it on me now. So the mindful wise reaction to like, say if a friend is mad at me, which is, or if I've disappointed a friend, which is my absolute worst nightmare. (laughs) Mm. I can, instead of being like, just be okay with it. Like get to a place where you're okay. Leave there and get to another place. Mm. Just widening to include first the feelings of fear. Okay. There's fear here. Wow. Yeah. You're really scared. What are you scared of? Oh, you don't think that you're lovable unless everybody likes you all right so like let's, let's let that story just come and go let's mm. not hold on to it you does is this making sense oh, yeah. at all yeah oh yeah okay. every hollywood exec comes up shakes my hand gives me a deal and then he zips down his face and it's my dad <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. when i when i do the work of like what are these fears and what is the rush how much does your wonderful manager Dave remind you of, of, of a father relationship, you know, like, yeah. or Judd. Yeah. I, I made, told the story many times that one time I had a few too many drinks and I called Judd dad. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's right there guys. In it's the right end there. we'll look back and go, Oh my God, it was all right there. Right. But I'm hearing what you're saying. That you just, is start... that it's not this stop this and do this. It's actually realize that all of this is happening mm-hmm. on a backdop of total okayness and goodness Mm -hmm. and yeah and you do that by giving each part the attention that it's asking for and then it calms down instead of yeah i mean val it's so funny i hope the listeners get the same thing i but it is scarlett johansson's hand in the hulk (laughs) sort of moment (laughs) where it's like i am always going like let's stop it let's snap it off let's break it let's burn it down (laughs) and you're like even as you were talking, I was like, and this is so churchy, even for me, this is churchy. But Jesus was teaching about the the danger of power 
prestige and possessions because each of those i would say to use another p word propagates your otherness your separateness mm-hmm. um so it's not just like don't don't want to be powerful because like you know mm-hmm. you'll you'll be a jerk or something mm-hmm. it's, it's because it's 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 contributing to the illusion you're more important they're less important all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. but the fact that he was teaching about it and it's remained so relevant is because human beings have always dealt with these feelings yeah that's always going to be that's right the, the temptations on the table yeah and i also say speaking of the, the the oneness and it's all happening right here and this is a little stony baloney but last night i was thinking like we're never empty like when you're really trying to like conceptualize or visualize the the fact that we are this is a contradiction of terms but we are a part of the oneness even mm-hmm. saying we are a part of the oneness is two mm-hmm. that's so that's stupid so i'll just say there is a oneness mm-hmm. uh but to get us involved i'll be like you valerie are are in this as much as a drop of water is in the ocean this you're just here yeah. when we exhale i think we kind of think of our lungs as being empty mm. and then we inhale and we fill them back up but Mm -hmm. the truth is as the and really picture this Mm. if you want to make the air different colors as you exhale oxygen Mm -hmm. um exhale carbon yeah yeah exhale carbon dioxide oh shit well that yeah the reality of what uh molecules or atoms or or compounds were exhaling inhaling as you're exhaling red Mm-hmm. red dots mm-hmm. blue dots are going in meaning these are the void dots these are the not carbon dioxide not oxygen mm. this is just this is just empty space or this is other mm. things that we don't breathe what right. i'm saying is yeah. blue goes out but as blue is being exhaled red is going in you're mm-hmm. never empty like right. you think of yourself as a thing going like oh my stomach is empty i'll eat something and your stomach was ne- your stomach's never been empty it's not empty space the yeah. most empty thing is still as full mm-hmm. it's not as dense as a rock but it's full it's full of what we perceive as as nothing mm-hmm. that that was just such a helpful thing to go like like, I, I, speaking of separateness, I'm going like, I breathe the world in and then I breathe the world out. It's like, no, the world is always and forever in my lungs. I am the world. Circulating it. Yeah. My lungs yeah. are the world being lungs. It's mm-hmm. all, it's all. It's like looking at sand and being like, okay, this sand is is part of this thing and this sand is part of the, and it's like sure because you say it is but look at the whole thing that's it's right. just a beach full of sand that's the the whole thing is a beach of sand and we're going like this sand is montana <laughs> yeah this sand is gray and as you said <laughs> in the macro so the micro so the and that's that's what we're doing power prestige pra, power prestige and possessions is what we do as individuals it's also the behavior of our country mm-hmm. like richard is also talking about like and this was a long time ago so these numbers have probably increased but we're like eight percent of the world's population mm-hmm. and we consume almost 50 percent of the of the world's resources yeah that's incredible yeah. like we're the, we're the remember in like peewee's big adventure <laughs> there's the bully kid it's like norman or something yeah uh-huh we're that's us like as a country oh yeah we're the fat sorry you shouldn't say fat we're the soft i don't even think fat is a, i think they're we're reclaiming that word oh really i just meant soft <laughs> yeah I, I just, the character is a soft boy mm-hmm. i think it's important to say that like in this metaphor well fed yeah <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> he wears a suit to school. He swim. He takes his bath in a in a swimming pool, mm-hmm. and then occasionally, like we like help other people. But the the point is here. Let let me. But it's not enough. Is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. To like make us not that kid. Mm-hmm. Our country is hoarding yeah. and building walls around its own resources. Mm-hmm. So us as participants, as as residents of the country, we in turn try to hoard of the 50% of resources that our country hoards, its citizens then try to hoard and then build walls around and make little United States of America's that each get an address. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. But it's, it's not, not there's also something kind of it's not to get anybody off the hook, but it's like you're doing what your dad did, your dad being the country. Mm-hmm. You're doing what you see. Well, we're just being conditioned at a very young age. Yeah. And it's as I'm saying this, I'm like, gosh, are we enforcing this with Leela? Of like, she gets so many toys all the time. And it's like, yes, you, you, you know, we're starting the machine of consumerism, but it's really hard to avoid. No, I know. But it's also like, maybe she will learn early on, like the whole Jim Carrey thing of getting everything you want. I hope everybody gets, my wish would be that everybody gets what they want. Yeah, you caught me wishful thinking that like, Leela will naturally, it's like a, the French 11-year-old having a little, excuse me, wine with dinner. Mm-hmm. What is it? I'm falling apart. You are. I can't hear out of my left ear. <laughs> Your body was not ready for this. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. But, okay, here's a little wine with dinner, so it's not as big of a deal. So she'll grow up having already uh, learned, learned that things that don't not, make her happy. Yeah, it's not, it's not where it's at. By the way, you know how my... By the way, as I'm saying that, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. No, I don't think that happens. Um just a cute little Leela moment. She, my aunt got her a Bugs Bunny yesterday mm-hmm. and she, this morning she like wanted to take it to school and she was, and I, she's asked a couple times like, what's his name again? And I was like, Bugs Bunny. And she thinks that's so funny. And I'll go, and he says, what's up doc. And she thinks that's so funny. That's great. But then she went, I, I was putting her in her car seat and she went, like she was really thinking about it. That's what's so cute about it. She's like, what his name again? Bob's Burgers. Really? Yeah. And it was so, and I was like, what? wait, wow. <laughs> I was like, Bob's Burgers is the show. You're right. Like that was so close. And she thought that was really funny. And then I told her the thing about like, he says, what's up doc. And she had another little bunny and she's like, how about this one name is Doc? And so that he could say what's a Doc to him. Isn't that she doesn't so understand smart? why you would just call everyone Doc. Right, exactly, yeah. Bugs Bunny is so... First of all, how brilliant is Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. that like you can just explain it to our daughter and she's just dying laughing. She loves it, Amelia. Yeah. And she goes, does he, does he run really fast? And I was like, oh yeah. He runs you're going to really, love how fast love. he is. Yeah. Oh, forget so it. excited for you. So cool. Bug, um, Bugs is a really funny, it's Bugsy. It's, yeah. His name is Bugsy, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Bugsy Bunny. Because I think Bugsy <laughs> was a name. Oh, back yeah. Then. So yeah. he's Bugsy Bunny. I've never... In 43 years, put it together that I think his name is Bugsy. Yeah, because to a, if you're explaining it to a Wait, three-year-old, a she didn't she didn't say this, but I was like, is she going to ask why a bunny is named Bug? 
like bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I could Google it, but let's just live in the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I really want to make this point because I, yeah, I go ahead. think not make this point, but tell this story because I think it is really interesting. And you and I had dinner with my aunt who you were meeting for the first time and then we didn't get a chance to debrief it at all. So this is us debriefing yeah, and I was stoned and you in didn't real know. time. And you were stoned and I didn't know. And so this, the laying the groundwork for this, I almost said laying the pipe for this, hmm. um, is th- this is going back to the story of me saying that me laying out the options is overwhelming to you. And that's why I was like, we think he might have ADHD or is gifted. And then I was explaining that how that affects your social, like you in social situations is that we're finding out that you process everything so quickly. And you've been saying this for years, but now I have kind of a context for it. So I was explaining to them in the car that you process things so quickly that when we go to a party, it's like serious overstimulation. And every time somebody says something to you, and it's somebody you don't know yet, so you don't know really where they're coming from, you are hearing the five possible ways they could mean whatever they just said, Yeah, which is kind of paralyzing. And then you don't know which one they mean. And then it's really hard for you to respond. And so then you usually... Which is why loud interrupty guy is sort of the default move because he's the one that'll go, what do you mean? Yeah, like exactly. I need that guy or it'll be like real quiet, like frozen guy. And that's what I said. I was like, so when I take Pete to a party, I have no idea which one we're going to get. He's either going to be really quiet or he's going to be like, uh, you know, taking over the room and whatever. Well, remember who, where were we driving? We drove somewhere with Martha. Was it with Martha? We went to the Americana. Uh, no, that was with Lulu and Ami. Lulu and Ami. Yeah. And we drove there and I was super quiet on the way home. I think I had eaten. You were silent on the way there. And then on the way way back. back, I was so silly. I hurt my neck flipping back and making faces at them. And you were just talking like the entire time. And I was like, wow, it's it's a weird thing to do this guy. So what was interesting, though, is they I didn't realize that I was kind of priming her. But I really was kind of in that way being like, so, you know, when we have dinner together, just be prepared that usually you'll get one of these things he'll either be really quiet or he'll be you know a lot and (laughs) in a in a wonderful way a lot a lot of a good thing is never a bad thing Mm. (laughs) um so that cut to (laughs) we go to dinner last night and you are the most normal natural i have ever seen you it was unbelievable. My mom even commented on it. She was like, Pete was really charming tonight. And I was like, I know. I kind of can't believe it. He was so natural. <laughs> and like un- like any other kind of wonderful, charming person would be. And you were asking questions and you were responding and I'm you dying. were talking the exact like one fourth amount. There are four people at the table and you were talking one fourth of the time. Yeah. And it was so impressive. And I was like, this is incredible. And you were so lovely about like, you know, taking Leela and it was not a big deal. And, and it really made a great impression on my aunt and my mom. Oh, well. And, you know, she was like, he just seems like a really great guy. And he really seems like he loves Leela. And 
I mean, and loves me. She said me, not Leela. Obviously, you love Leela. Who wouldn't? Um, yeah. Well, can I? There's a couple things. I notice one of the talking about spirituality and stuff and, and how I really need it mm-hmm. is like I can get off course and I start noticing that I'm going on stage and I'm not coming from a place of gratitude or like I can't believe this is my job or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. This is going to tie back to the dinner. And then I did my Largo show this uh, on June 11th. Thank you to everybody who came. And it was amazing. I like for to me, I, I think the crowd loved it as well based on their hearty hearts. But like I went for like 40 minutes up top. It was almost entirely improvised. And it's because I listened to track three from Letting Go. And the whole thing was like, stop trying to think you're doing anything. Just participate. Surrender into the flow. You are not. He doesn't say this, but he's saying like, you are not the show. It is not on you. How it goes. Like just whatever happens is the show. They like you. They don't like you. Go with it. Go with it. You're just a servant to reality. And this is how reality is going. And it completely changed me from like Sisyphus pushing the boy. It's Sisyphus, right? Pushing Mm -hmm. the boulder up the hill, being like, I have to, what is my material? Is it new? Have they seen? To being like, fuck that. Mm. We're in the naked now. It's infinite potential. Every moment, every moment, this moment, this moment, where can we go? Anywhere, together, together, Mm. together. It's got me stop thinking about myself as the separate entertainer that was going to make a show happen for the nameless, faceless mob. I don't Mm. really think of them that way, but it made me realize we're all in it together. And it was this Mm. glorious, amazing show. Mm. So I realized, as I've realized a million times, forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering, forgetting and remembering. Just like when I was doing the second season of Crashing and I listened to Richard Rohr, uh, I'm sorry, Ram Dass, and it brought me back. Mm-hmm. Last night I was doing all, watching videos and stuff about like uh, manifesting, about gratitude, mm-hmm. just like bringing myself back. Because mm. as fun as it is being a chainsaw or whatever you want to call me. (laughs) If you don't tether it to something, if someone's not holding the chainsaw, Mm. the thing just spins out on the ground and cuts everything down willy nilly. Mm. But these great teachers and teachings can remind me like, relax. It's Mm. not, that's what letting go means. That's what surrender means. Fucking stop it. It's not about, you in the best way yeah like good news good news what a relief you don't have to go and defend your ego by being Mm -hmm. loud pete you don't have to go and defend your ego by being shut down pete Mm -hmm. you can just be at dinner and when i say i was stoned i had had 2.5 maybe five milligrams of weed very Mm -hmm. light dose Mm -hmm. that probably helped me ease into it a little bit well that's but it's it's mostly like gratitude presence it's not and surrender meaning it's not about you. Gratitude, yeah. presence, surrender. It's not about you. It's 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 the big show. Yeah. And it's a passing show. And yeah. you're a part of it. Relax, relax, relax. And I, I really think that stuff has been helping my stand up lately and my attitude lately. And uh and it's it's sort of turning me out of what has been a funk for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering because I could also see if the if I could see weed doing the opposite. So it makes sense. It probably was. I think it was the videos more. The weed was to help with my ear. I'm, I'm being for real, for real. But I was just wondering, like, may, potentially the weed is because you have that uh, super fast processing. Maybe the weed kind of slowed that down in a good way where you yeah. were able to just be 
I know what you a mean. A little bit more. Because I see my dad do it. The, the joke, the cliche of my dad, who I also think whatever I have, he has as well, mm. is that we'll be talking about hammers, uh, different types of hammers, ball peen hammers, mm-hmm. uh, what are all that types of stuff. And then five minutes, and then you'll see my dad processing and being right on the ball with the hammer conversation. Mm-hmm. But then the conversation will start to shift to sandwiches. And I'll watch him because I do this too. He'll slowly kind of cave in on himself. He's not done thinking about hammers. Yeah. Because you just sent his room out to think about hammers. That's, Now you're talking about sandwiches. So he'll get real quiet and I know the look on his face real well. Mm -hmm. And then five minutes into our conversation about sandwiches, he'll go like, the best hammer is the kind that has wood and metal. You don't want rubber. And we'll all laugh because like... What the fuck is happening? We're not talking about hammers anymore. Yeah. So I think something about weed, what I had in real time, I hope this is interesting to others. I think it is social interaction, the way our brains work, all that stuff. But like it became very clear to me, uh, not only was I talking about gratitude and watching things about gratitude, watching things about positivity, staying positive, staying light and and finding your happiness, finding Mm. the happiness you are. Mm. And don't look for happiness, just become happiness. Just Mm. don't wait for the thing to happen. Just start feeling it now, like that sort of stuff. So it was really kind of like focusing on feeling happy. Mm. And at the meal... I don't know what it was. It was too loud to me. All you could hear was, was the bass of the music, yeah, which is one of my really least loud. favorite things. We were too, whatever, it was loud. Your mom would say something, um, and I noticed, but in real time, all of this is just an excuse to talk. All of mm-hmm. this is just, like I say, subtitles on, she's saying, hello, Peter, I care about you. I want us to have a connection. That's right. And then all you need to do is take what they've said because I'm, I've calmed myself down and maybe the weed, I'm not sure, but take what they've said, look at it, but just that, just, just what they said. Yeah. It's like they've handed you 12 words. Mm-hmm. Just look at those 12 words and then offer some of them back. That's right. To demonstrate. I know this sounds so basic. So, like, oh, I, I heard that you're asking, like, like she said something about my, I haven't shaved Struff. in a while. Yeah. And she was like, what's going on here? Normally, Pete might shut down at something like that. It seems so absurd, but mm-hmm. I might be like, don't look at me. Like, like, yeah. like I get like kind of, I don't want people talking about my haircut, for example. I don't yeah. know why. So she's noticing that I have a beard. But then I'm remembering, subtitles on, she's just saying, I see, I see you. you. Yeah. And then I, and she doesn't mean it looks bad or stupid or like, mm-hmm. what's the deal? You look like a vagrant. That's a little bit more my family style. Yeah. Like, you, you haven't seen a while. You look a little bit like a drifter. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh-huh. She's not doing that. She's yeah. just saying, I've noticed. Are you growing a beard? Yes. Will you talk to me? Yep. All she's saying is, will you talk to me? Absolutely. And then I went, uh, oh, I, no, I just haven't shaved in a while. And then I go, but you know, this is all that's going to happen. I'm offering something about me. Mm-hmm. I, this is this is as that thick of a perfect. beard as I could get. Yep. And, and then she's like, well, maybe now that you're lifting weights, you have more testosterone and you'll grow. And, I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, she's making a joke. How can I demonstrate? This sounds like I'm super special needs, but maybe I am. I'm like, <laughs> she's it, like lifting weights. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I, I'll be uh, doing bench presses tomorrow. And a bing, a new hair will poke out. All this I'm is saying perfect. is, yeah. I see you. I love you. You're safe. It's okay. That's and it. I know that sounds so basic, but it didn't feel effortful. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that I was that I was getting into that gratitude. Well, sort of what, and when I talk about manifestation, I, I'm a little iffy on manifestation, like the secret. But yeah. one of the things I like about it is that it brings attention into the moment. Mm. The secret, I think, got 
sort of pasteurized and homogenized into this thing where it's like, just think about uh, the thing and feel the feeling of having the thing and you'll get the thing. And I'm not even saying that's not true. I'm just Mm -hmm. saying like that doesn't stand up to every kind of scientific scrutiny we can throw at it. Yes. But what it definitely does is it reminds you that you are casting spells and building reality with every thought, facial expression, and moment. Uh-huh. And that's where I was coming at that meal. I was yeah. like, I want to be happy. I want you to be happy. I don't want to be happy later. I'm not going to wait until this moment to, to feel nice. I'm going to feel nice at this meal. And I see you trying to make us feel nice. I will also, I'll join you in that initiative. I'll also pick up a ball peen hammer and start building the log cabin. Cabin, that mm-hmm. will be our meal. Yeah. That will be that dinner. I love that you brought in the ball peen hammer. A good hammer. <laughs> um, absolutely. And what I also, how I also see that is when you are coming at it from interpreting what, you know, like there's five different ways that you can mean that. Or like you said, like the scruff, is she's making fun of me? Is she saying this is what that's... Well, also keep in mind that I went right back to my family where it's like, if they mention scruff, it's not safe. That's You're right. actually probably being made fun of. That's right. Yeah, go ahead. So the fear, so all of those reactions are fear reactions, meaning you are coming from a place of like, we'll see. Am, am I safe? I don't think so. I'm not even going to risk it, actually. I'm going to just... So that's why the, well, there are five things you can mean about it. And this like frantic, like kind of, which one is it? The, the reason why that, that is a defense to I'm not safe. That's like the fundamental belief is like, I am not safe here. So I have to do all of these things to protect myself. Mm. And then because fear, though it is just a, as you know, has every right to be a part of this human experience as any emotion. It does not see things clearly. Mm-hmm. Any one emotion does not see things clearly. Mm-hmm. So when you're coming from a place of that, that's where you can't see reality. You can only see what you're projecting onto Which, by the reality. Way, this is another genius thing in Inside Out. You need all the emotions at the table. Yeah, you need all the emotions. But when he, there's a moment where fear is left alone and he's doing a terrible job <laughs> yeah. at running the machine. Exactly, yeah. So... Um, you did really, I think where the, the success comes in, and this is a good reminder for me too, being in, you know, at pretty woman, the musical and being, you know, worried that they're not having a good time is it always comes back to us remembering I can regulate myself. Mm. I don't need validation to regulate me. I don't need somebody to understand me and say all the right things to regulate me. I don't need to perform to be regulated. Mm-hmm. I can just with, with this system and nothing else, I can regulate myself. And mm. you did that. Mm. You were, you came regulated. So then you were able to see reality, which is a hundred percent. The subtitles of that meal could be, and maybe every conversation would just be, I see you. Do you see me please? Yeah. You do see me. That feels good. Can I yep. make you feel good and see you? Yep. Thank you. I do see We're you. We're just gorillas <laughs> picking ticks off each other's back, which yeah. is beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful thing to do yeah. if you're a gorilla. And if you're a human being, instead you go like, yeah, I, I am growing a little bit. And it doesn't have to be phony. But you know, thank you, first of all. But secondly, I got there earlier than you guys did. And for mm-hmm. like 15 minutes, I sat outside the restaurant. And this is how... 
you could tell if you were watching the movie that it was going to be a good meal specifically for me. And it's so funny to just be my specialness loves it. The wild card that you don't know how I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But you, you could you could have told that it was going to go fine because for the 20 minutes I sat there, at, at, not to brag, didn't look at my phone. Mm-hmm. I just went like, what a strange dream we're having. Mm. We're here at the Roosevelt Hotel. There's all sorts of people walking by little snippets of conversation and it really just felt like carving into soap like everything that happened Mm -hmm. was this like push into an easy giving bar of soap that is the moment Mm -hmm. and everything is just received into it Mm -hmm. and i could give it this non-judgmental spacious audience and nobody's asking any i'm just a guy sitting on a bench and i'm listening to feet on the ground I'm looking at different faces. Some of them yeah. are tense. Some of them are joyful. Some of them are in relationships. Some of them are with their parents. Some of them are rolling bags. There's faint music. It's the sort of thing that if the whole world exploded and we all went away, and then it's like you could just come back to Earth for 20 minutes, but you're just going to be sitting in a lobby. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it was so precious the it's whole time. Precious. It's perfect. And that's how I went into the meal. Yeah. I, the only, I, I don't I mean that. to step that out so much. I just want to be like, it wasn't just the weed. The weed did help a little bit. I do want to say that like weed and you, you they had alcohol and stuff. Mm-hmm. What I think is interesting about that, obviously I'm a California sober, meaning I don't drink anymore, but I'll, I'll clearly I'll take weed. What's funny about those substances is that they give you an underlying, they can, they don't always, they can give you an underlying good feeling, meaning your neutral yeah. is now warm and fuzzy. Uh-huh. So when you're not getting what you want from your family at Thanksgiving and you dip back down into what it feels like inside of you, at least there's this warm yes. feeling. Yeah. And I was enjoying that. But that, yeah. and this might sound absurd, that is what the spiritual pursuit is. Mm-hmm. I'm out here playing this game, power, prestige, and possessions. Those things will make me temporarily happy. But what I'm really trying to come back to, what I want to be converted into, is someone who can go inside. And instead of finding the warm ember of I'm stoned or the warm ember of I've had two glasses of wine or whatever it is, you find the warm ember of like, I'm done. I don't need any more convincing. I'm fully cooked. I am a beloved child of this universe. I belong. I love myself just how I am. Mm. I am perfect. French Stewart in an episode coming up, he's like, he looks at all of us as numbers, but Mm. in a sequence, he's like, we need all of them. We need all of them. Like Mm. take your place in the, in the equation. Mm. And you are. You're as essential as a number in a math equation. You're needed. Yeah. And when you believe that, you can go in and instead of finding a buzz, you Mm. find uh, uh, the quality of being held. Yeah. And you not only are you being held, but you realize you are the thing holding its own thing. You're all of it. You can Mm. relax. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way going down my stony YouTube thing. People have been saying that for a very long time. I've been finding this guy from like the 50s that's like, when you pray at night, realize you're not praying to something else. You're praying to your deepest, truest self. Mm-hmm. Like who you are is God. Wow. Underneath it all. Is it Alan Watts? I mean, it, well, that that was very... But the very notion. It was very uh, Alan Watts, but higher. Everybody talked like that back then. Yeah. Anyway, isn't great. it funny that alcohol and, and drugs do kind of simulate 
what we're looking for, which yes. is an inner good feeling. Yes, absolutely. But I had both working for me last night. <laughs> yeah, an inner peace. And um, it, it, that really is the thing is, is we are, it is the deepest truth that you are completely safe right now. You are held in love. You are enough. You are worthy of love. You are love. You are love. You're an expression of love and you, a container of love. If that, if, and if that is what fe- ignites the feeling of love for you, then that is true. And if the, if you're more like me and the feeling, the feeling of safety and love is more like you are a child of God and you are being actively loved and held by God, that's also true. Both yeah. are true. So it, it's just however you get, you know, like, cause when you said the, um, the, like, what did you say? You said like, you basically will just you go, you go back to using, you are held in love and you are that love. As soon as you say you are that love for me, like my nervous system is like, so there's nothing else there, you know, but I, I have gotten into that place I where I, I really feel but that. You, that's because you're thinking me, Valerie has to give that Valerie love. I completely get it. I'm just saying for those of us who, who yeah. it's easier to access love through dualism than non-dualism. You are, you are that love and you are loved. You are being loved. Hey, I go dual. <laughs> I, I, I go dual, Europe, bro. I go dual, bro. Dose of keys, man. <laughs> I'll do two X's, but I am a beloved child of God. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But like, I think the real, one of the real messages that, that has been so valuable to me, this conversation is like opt out of the game that like, if enough people tell me I'm worthy of love, I can be loved. Yeah. That's the somebody game. Yeah. The nobody game. And, and Richard said, he goes, this is why spirituality calls so few people. Mm. He's like, it's about becoming nobody. It's about mm. realizing that when you're nobody, you're everybody. But we all just want to be somebody. We all want to be the lawyer on the bus ad, mm. or if you're a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, stop, mm-hmm. opt out, and find that ember inside that's just like, all of this, it goes up, it goes down, it goes left, it goes right. As Ramdas would say, pain, game, fame, shame, loss, gain, same. Like same. <laughs> hmm. Find what was the same. Mm-hmm. And when you go into that cave, and yeah. as Jesus says, close the door, yeah. you'll realize that you were okay the whole time. That's right. And that's the the mindfulness route is that widening of awareness. Because you widen the awareness to include all of everything it means to be in this human experience and and until you realize all of that is coming and going so that can't be you you are that awareness that holds all of it sorry baby you're seeing me looking i didn't know because i don't have my phone Mm. with me i took a picture of that richie talk somebody transcribes parts of it how do i find it where's just like my photos um go to yeah, my We're albums recents, and go recents. to recents. Here we go, yeah. recents. Okay, this isn't. This is too recent. This is when I gave Leela the phone, <laughs> yeah. and she took pictures of our feet. Um, you can also do it by month or where uh, I don't know. Go to go to my albums, my albums, and or no, go to all. Where this is this is... I don't know. I never do this on a computer, yeah. so I'm just trying. Let's to Let's just it forget on. it. Sorry, everybody. Oh, I see months. Yeah. All photos. Here we go. All photos. Oh, we're going to get it. We're going to get it. It worked. 
Guys, we found it. This can be our poem. This can be today. our poem. This is from uh, the talk, uh, Letting Go, which I recommend. I, if it's your first Richard Rohr talk, I, I would recommend True Self, False Self. Um, when you're ready for his Bring the Pain, I would listen to uh, <laughs> Letting Go. We were created for union, but the place of union feels like nothing. We spend most of our lives projecting and protecting our small, separate self-image, living instead living instead from our true self, hidden with Christ in God, feels like no thing and no place. It doesn't come from feel it doesn't come with feelings of success, others' approval, awards, promotions, or wealth. In fact, others may think us foolish or crazy. And so we put off the death of our false self. We cling to our ego because it feels substantial and essential. Let me say this, by the way. He's like, when you come and listen to me talk and say holy things, this feels like holiness. He's like, this isn't holiness. Holiness always feels like dying. Mm. And he's like, and he talks about how parents have a leg up. He's like, when you can't have a conversation, when you can't enjoy a meal, he's like, you're so close. Uh. That's it. He's like, it's not sitting comfortably and listening to me. Philosophize. We'd like to think that's it. It always feels like dying. Oh my gosh! Can we try to remind each other of that all whenever we're really? I'm telling you, and especially if we hopefully get pregnant and have a second child, because it's just going to be deeper, of course, into that holiness. Because that's having kids is one of one of the ways. It's not the only way. It's certainly not essential of learning that it's not about you. Yeah. And you have this baby that won't let you say one thing to your partner. And that mm. feels so frustrating. But in the cosmic perspective, you're like, what? I don't even remember what I was trying to say to you. <laughs> yeah. Why was that so important? It wasn't important. It was yeah. just me insisting that Pete and his Peteness and his ideas and his needs yeah. are all real and need to be honored. And yeah. it's like, she's a powerful teaching. She's like, or I'm going to break your sunglasses. And yeah. I'm like, sometimes I say, I say to her often, I go, you're a powerful teaching. Mm. And I often don't feel great as I'm saying that. And, mm-hmm. But looking back, I'm like, what was I so uptight about? Yeah. Here's the next part. This is the best part. I mean, this is the part that I took a picture of. But the saints and mystics say, quote, when I'm nobody, I'm everybody. Mm. When I'm no one, I'm at last everyone. Mm. When I'm nothing, I'm everything. When I'm empty, I'm full. This is why so few people truly seek an authentic spiritual life. Who wants to be nothing? We've all been told the point was to be somebody. John of the Cross expressed it this way, to come to the pleasure you have not, you must go by in a way, I can't read this. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too, uh, let's, let's end it there. I, I remember even as he said this, I was like, this is so esoter- esoteric. John of the Cross is like 1600. I don't know when he was. Oh yeah. To, com- yeah. to come to the pleasure it's you like have a not. Yeah, to, it's like reading Gollum's journal. <laughs> it's almost like reading Yoda's not, journal. <laughs> you must go by a way in which you enjoy not. To yeah. come to the knowledge you have not, you must go by by a way in which you know not. Oh, yeah. To come to the possession you have not, you must go by a way in which you possess not. To come to, come to be what you are not, you must go by a way in which you are not. All right, that's good, but that's pretty thick. Pretty dense. All right. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I really isn't that good. I mean, clearly the first part. When I'm nobody, I'm everybody. When I'm no one, I'm at last everyone. When I'm nothing, I'm everything. When I'm empty, I'm full. And the the beautiful thing is that it's not like you 
in order to, you don't have to force anything. It's like, it's like full surrender. So the hardest part is actually letting go of that belief. But then it's not like you have to replace it with another belief that you are nobody or that you're, it's, it's a stripping away. You did it. That's the sound of true freedom. Yeah. Uh, Rupert Spira is always like, look, all of us come to these talks and we listen to these, these ideas. We're like moths going up to the flame. We're drawn to the light. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but what you don't realize is the step, the last step is you have to go into the flame. Yeah. It's like this total surrender and you don't trust the flame. Well, you that's think it. I'll burn up and the flame is saying, relax. Mm-hmm. The real you isn't going anywhere. Nothing is going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just let, that's why that I bought that book. I'm enjoying it. It's called letting go of nothing. Mm-hmm. Let go of nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just your attachment to it anyway. I'll believe me, Val, when you are fully cooked and I'm fully cooked, and we go into the flame mm-hmm. and that'll be a doing that's not of our, oh, we can't will it. But when that happens, mm-hmm. I'll still answer to Pete and I'll still do the dishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. Yeah. But it's just an inner surrender that goes, this isn't, this isn't the real. That's not the real point. Yeah. The real point is, is behind within through all of this, but it's not Pete meeting is just Pete meeting his needs. That's, that's just the dance. Right. Yeah, it's the Leela. It's the Leela. All right, cool. All right, cool. Um, Thank you, everybody. Keep it crispy.